We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 4th, 2017. And today is going to be pretty much a dedicated study just to, I guess, say the subject of weather warfare, geoengineering, um, and how that plays in with what just happened in Texas with Harvey, the superstorm there, and now potentially with Irma in the uh, Atlantic. So I've had a lot of inquiries about that, about Irma as well, so I wanted to kind of get that in here. Regarding the subject, this kind of verse comes to mind. It comes to mind about a lot of things that we deal with. And I've said this many times, but it's John three nineteen and 20, which says, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. Why? <laughs> I add the why in there. Because their deeds were evil. That's why men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light. And the ultimate light is the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God. Okay, and the word of God. So, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light. Lest his deeds should be reproved. Because light always will dispel darkness. And if you're in darkness and your deeds are evil, you don't want light shown on you because then that would be made manifest. Your deeds would be made manifest. And you don't want that if you're an evil person who loves darkness. And what we're talking about today, the subject, <clears throat> is so wicked and is so evil regarding this geoengineering and weather warfare and what they're trying to... I mean, it's so satanic that... It's very, very hard to comprehend from a normal perspective. I mean, even if you were, uh, even if you're not a Christian, it's it's very, very hard to even comprehend this level of wickedness, this level of calculated wickedness. So the first report here is entitled "Weather War 101." Now, what I'm trying to do today is kind of give this more of a broad perspective on this. There's a lot of different theories out there from different people and i'm trying to kind of give the two major theories on this weather warfare in the alternative news media so we're kind of looking at it from a couple different perspectives weather war 101 posts new analysis video of hurricane harvey appearing to show artificial augmentation of the storm's intensity and movements this is from uh, mike adams at the health ranger from Natural News. Earlier this week, we posted one of the most intriguing articles the internet has ever seen, entitled, Weather Wars Theorist Claims Hurricane Harvey Was Engineered, Steered Toward Houston as a Weather Terrorism Weapon. Now, I just give the Lord the credit, but when I saw what was going on with this storm, with Harvey, and the last-minute intensification, and then the whole three four day process of what the storm did i mean i knew 100 percent that this was yes yet another geoengineered probably the most manipulated superstorm hurricane ever in the history of mankind the flagrant manipulation of the storm was absolutely even before I had looked at any of the invariable information I knew was to come out, I knew that this thing was a 
absolutely created and steered and manipulated and strengthened and you're gonna we're gonna get all the confirmation of this within this report uh, now there'll be other links that i will i if if it's not convincing enough there'll be other links that you can research this on your and there's a lot of other videos out there obviously i can't give you a video perspective because this is an audio broadcast but uh, the video evidence is more compelling when you see that than anything i'm going to even talk about today i'm going to describe it but it's more compelling i mean it's just <laughs> particularly the one video that we're going to be um uh, looking at but again you can follow along with me if, if you have a computer of what the storm did once it got on shore i mean it is so i, I don't even want to give it away yet but I, I've, I've never seen anything like it in my life never uh, so one of the main things that popped into my head is when i saw the area that it was going to hit the first thing that actually did is as far as why was the fact that that Galveston area, Houston area, is one of the main oil refinery hubs and ports of all of America. You take that out, that's why gas prices went up, you know, whatever. Depending on where you're at, where I'm at, probably a good, at least 50 cents, 60 cents, like in a very, very short period of time. There's a lot of places that, you know, they didn't even have gas. I don't know where that's at right now across the country. I haven't read a lot more about it, but I knew that was one of the just. But that's just one of the aspects. That's just there's so much more to this, as we as we will see. Uh, the article, the article he's in reference to weather wars theorist claims Hurricane Harvey was engineered to steer toward Houston as weather terrorism weapon the article covered the rising interest in a concept called weather wars which asserts that hurricane harvey and other storms are in essence weaponized through artificial augmentation direction control and other factors now one of the things too is that what you're going to really see at the end of this report at the especially when we get to the very end of the this is about a 17 page pdf i'm trying to cover today you're going to see that this fact how so heavily this factors in to the creation of the new world order under the antichrist and false prophet how this is probably going to be the main tool that satan and his minions and the illuminati and the globalists and the elitists or whatever you want to call them are going to use to bring us into a new world order I, one of the very main tools i'm not going to say it's the only tool but definitely one of the main ones that's why i wanted to cover this because it's super important that we're aware of this lest satan get an advantage of us and lest nobody's praying about it guaranteed across the country in most churches i mean i would say the vast majority they don't have a clue about what we're, what we're going to be covering today they would think it's tinfoil hot wearing no we're going to be looking at this from a scientific standpoint we're going to be looking at this from a logical standpoint this is something though that satan doesn't want one bit of prayer going up about and again when i always read this stuff every bit of information that i read on this subject about weather wars most of it is done from unsaved secular researchers that may have great info but they don't have their only weapon is okay this is the truth let's get the truth out and 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 let's expose it 
but they're going about it from a totally unbiblical perspective. I think it's great to get the truth out. That's what I'm doing today. But my primary primary motivation is that so the body of Christ will be made aware of this so that they can pray against this wickedness so that this wickedness would not prosper, just like the pedophile networks and those types of things and the child trafficking. If there's no prayer going up about it, there's a very low likelihood things are going to change. And so, you know, that's just the way that biblically things uh, seem to work as far as moving the hand of God. It's a biblical tenet. So it's very important we understand it from that standpoint. Because I believe the body of Christ could do far more against this than any secular-led effort to just expose it and say, hey, this is the problem, and we got to fight this. I think that's great. I think it's wonderful. But it's not going to replace people getting on their knees, born-again Christians praying about something, and moving the hand of God to actually, you know, work against this wickedness. That's where I believe the true answer is. So going forward here. Uh, the article documented two key U.S. patents, which describe advanced weather control technologies. It also shared several videos, including one from Weather War 101, a website that has been gaining popularity among weather analysts who say that Harvey was weaponized and directed as some kind of weapon of mass destruction. And as I was doing this, I just got convicted. I had a whole section on this. In my original Avion Flu presentation my PowerPoint presentation that I did with the Prophecy Club back in 2006. Um, and I'm just going to read you off some of the actual PowerPoints from that because it's absolutely pertinent to what we're talking about today here. Now remember, this is back in 2006. Uh, this wasn't even the, the focus of what I was talking about during, during um, that presentation. But I guess I segued into it by saying regarding this avian flu to lay now to lay a further uh, proper foundation regarding this information on avian flu it is imperative to address some other issues that will give further clarification and light to the remainder of this presentation senator claiborne pell here's a picture of him u.s senate intelligence committee member commenting on a usa ussr treaty signed in 1978 okay this is a u.s senator okay U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee member. This is a public comment commenting on the USA USSR Treaty signed in 1978. Said, "Quote: Now that we can control the weather, create earthquakes and tidal waves, and use it as a weapon of war, we do not need a treaty." End of quote. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is historical fact that you can look up. He said it. Now, obviously, was this on nightly news that night? No. It's not something he probably got his hand slapped for saying this. But things like this come out from people like this from time to time. So he's openly admitting it. And that was in 1978. So what is this treaty the senator was in reference to? 
It was the Convention on the Prohibition of Military and or Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques. This was the treaty. It had to do with environmental modification techniques. What, like controlling the weather, creating earthquakes, creating tidal waves, and using it as a weapon of war? Yeah, that's the treaty. There was a treaty on this. The government treaty is currently posted online at the U.S. Department of State website at, and I give the link here, it's a www.state.gov, and then it's a long line. You can, if you key in my PowerPoint presentation, or just key in, um, you, you'll be able to find it, but it's the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or, Military or Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques. Just key that in. You should be able to find it. The treaty was signed in Geneva, Switzerland on May 18th, 1977 and entered into force on October 5th, 1978. This is a real treaty. Quoting from the first and second paragraphs of this treaty, we read, quote, the use of environmental modification techniques. Now, this is the first and second paragraph. This isn't buried, you know, 900 pages in. First and second paragraph. The quote, the use of environmental modification techniques for hostile purposes does not play a major role in military planning at present time, which was 1977. Such techniques might be developed in the future, however, and would pose a threat of serious damage unless action was taken to prohibit their use. So they're admitting way back in the day, and granted, this is what they were admitting to at the time, they had this technology way before 1978, <laughs> that this could be, that such techniques might be developed in the future. Well, again, they had already been developed, that was just his nice whitewashed, the treaty's whitewashed way of saying that. However, and would pose a threat of serious damage unless action was taken to prohibit their use. Oh, you mean like just what happened with Harvey and countless other hurricanes? They've been able to create hurricanes, dissipate hurricanes, create rain, dissipate rain. This is well, this has been well known for decades. And we're Yet, if you would pose this to any of the mainstream media, they would act like you're some tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist. And here's a treaty that was entered into force on October 5th, 1978, Convention of the Prohibition of Military and Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques, between the United States and, at the time, the USSR. I don't know how much more credible you could get than this and what they're openly admitting to in july of 1972 the u.s government renounced the use of climate modification techniques for hostile purposes in other words they could easily be used for hostile purposes but this was in 72 both the u.s senate and the house of representatives held hearings this is in 72 when it was clearly available when it was clearly um, known that this could be done, and I'm sure had been done, both the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House of Representatives held hearings 
beginning in 1972, and the Senate adopted a resolution in 1973 calling for an international agreement prohibiting the use of any environmental or geophysical modification activity as a weapon of war. There's no debate on this. There's no debate as if this is a conspiracy theory. I've already disproved that. They did through their own documentation. Now, here we have the, the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives holding hearings in 1972. This is six years before the treaty that was signed between the USSA, USSR and the United States was entered into force. There's no debate. So I believe, like the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Okay, Psalm 11, verse 3, I believe. If the foundations, well, what we're trying to do today, and what I try to do with my studies, is establish a solid foundation upon which, when we talk about things, they can't be labeled as conspiracy theories. They're, they're undeniable fact. Maybe there's debate within, okay, nuances of what we're talking about, but most of the time, I try to present so much information in such an overwhelming way that it really can't be debated. Because that's what a sure foundation will provide you. This is a sure foundation. If you want to see my whole uh, re report on this, I think the only way you can actually watch me giving the presentation in Topeka, Canada, Kansas says go to the Prophecy Club and order the DVD. I don't even know if they have it anymore. I think they kind of got mad at me because they invited me back like a lot. <laughs> Stan, the guy that runs it, invited me back on the elevator ride after Newport Beach was the last uh, it was the last lecture and he invited me back that same year and uh, I declined. Um, just found out some things about the prophecy club i really wasn't thrilled about and i just couldn't in good conscience go back and do the do more more lectures and that was such a brutal thing anyway 14 cities and 15 nights and the itinerary was so botched i literally flew from coast to coast to coast to coast to coast i'm not exaggerating it was so not well planned out and very very it was brutal um but um I'm glad I did it though. It was it was a really good experience, and literally preparing for it probably took me about three months to put this PowerPoint presentation together. But I really tried to put the PowerPoint together in such a way that it was bulletproof, and it really couldn't be argued. We got into vaccination issues. Now this is available online though. You can find this. Just key in Dr. Scott Johnson YouTube Avion Flu. You'll find it. Okay, and it's the more updated version. You're not going to see me talking, but you're going to see all the PowerPoint slides, and that's all that matters anyway. So, um, now, let me read this last line again. In, in the House of Representatives and the Senate, um, they adopted a resolution in 1973 calling for an international agreement prohibiting the use of any environmental or geophysical modification activity as a weapon of war. So they were prohibiting this. At least outwardly they were. You know the black projects that they've got going on. None of this would apply. 
or, or any and any government that had black projects none of this none of these outward treaties are going to mean a hill of beans regarding black projects that other governments are operating that's why they're called black because they don't want anybody to know about what they're doing okay the word geophysical is defined as the physical processes and phenomenon occurring especially in the earth this would include processes like earthquakes volcanoes and tidal waves so in other words the government has possessed technology to manipulate both climate and geophysical earth patterns for many decades there was a and i have on here there was a a study that bill schneblin did from the prophecy club uh russia's secret weapon to defeat the usa he actually left his uh he left his um because they give you when you go on tour they give you a little like bag and it's got your laptop that you're going to do your presentations on and all that stuff and he had left his little um pillow for the plane ride or whatever in the bag or whatever um because he, he, had, he had toured the month before I did. Anyway. Um, so Russia's secret weapon to defeat the, U, the USA. And um, again, how pertinent that is now, I don't know. I, I, I think that there's so many governments that have, and particularly I'm sure Russia, and probably China, and who knows else, and the United States obviously, have so many things from a black ops, black project perspective, we can't even... It's hard to comprehend the type of technology they truly possess. Um, now, this is from China Lake Weapons Digest. China Lake being, I believe, a, uh, a military base, okay, well-known military base area. China Lake Weapons Digest. Uh, now, this is from a Navy website. Okay, this is from an official military Navy website. I give you the link below here uh, and again if you watch the presentation online you'll see all the links and everything else if you want to check them out or just key in search things if you don't believe this china lake was for many years a world leader in weather modification for drought relief which they called gromit they, they had acronyms for these things hurricane abatement did you hear what i just said hurricane abatement that means they can abate they can downregulate. they can take out a hurricane they can make it go to nothing they can abate it so china lake was for many years a world leader in weather modification i believe this came out during the when this was written it was like the 70s or maybe the 80s at most. For drought relief, called Gromit, hurricane abatement, the projects for that, for hurricane abatement, was Cyclops and Storm Fury. Fog abatement, the program for that was Foggy Cloud, and rainfall enhancement for military purposes. So they can enhance rainfall. Well, what do you mean? Why did they have all that drought out there in California? Well, it was by design. Now, there's, there's differing theories. You're going to hear some differing theories today. I believe they have the power to, to basically do whatever they want to do. 
but I will give this one gigantic proviso regarding that subject. Do whatever they want to do if God permits. And again, if there's no prayer going up about this, then there's a very high likelihood they're going to get away with a lot more nefarious garbage regarding climate and all the other stuff they're trying to do. So the rainfall enhancement for military purposes was called Project Popeye. I'm, and I give a little picture here of the literal equipment used for these things, like hurricane abatement, like fog abatement, like rainfall enhancement. There's equipment. They literally show some of the equipment that they use for this. It's right from the, the Navy.mil website. That's why when I put this PowerPoint together, I really, 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 really painstakingly did this. I really vetted and double vetted. And it would be like me taking three months to do one audio online. Now, obviously that's not practical. Back then it was before my, my ministry started. I had time to do that. It's the only time I've ever had time since the ministry started. After that, I, could, I didn't have any time to do, put together another... 120 slide PowerPoint presentation to go on tour. I didn't have time. I haven't had time since then. I don't have time to get into phone calls or sit downs and things like that. I just, I'm a one man band in this ministry. I'm trying to be as efficient as possible. And there's just certain things I can't do anymore. Um, but yeah, this is straight from the, I don't know if it's a magazine or, or publication, China Wake Lake Weapons Digest. They're very, very open and matter of fact about this. This was from, I believe, the 70s. Here it is appropriate to quote ex-Defense Secretary William Cohen, who on April 28, 1997, said, quote, this is 1997, others are engaging even in an echo type of terrorism whereby they can alter the climate, set off earthquakes, volcanoes remotely through the use of electromagnetic waves. Again, openly admitting this. Where did he say this? At the Conference on Terrorism, Weapons of Mass Destruction, and U.S. Strategy. It was at the University of Georgia in Athens. And I, then I give another link, Further Weapons Modification Evidence. Give another link for that. U.S., and this was, this was at the time of my, when I was on tour. Okay, I don't know if these went through or not. I don't think they did but they may have. U.S. Senate Bill 517 and U.S. House Bill 2995. Look them up if you want. These bills would allow experimental weather modification by artificial methods and implement a national weather modification policy that are, quote, on the fast track to be passed in 2006. They probably did get passed then. But I don't think they got passed in 2006. I think it got bumped up. The appointed board of directors established by these bills do not include any agricultural, water, EPA, or public representatives and have no provisions for congressional, state, county, or public oversight of their actions or expenditures. Sounds like a black project to me. Just out in the open. No oversight 
No board of directors established in agriculture, water, EPA, or public representatives. In other words, and no provisions for congressional, state, or county, or public oversight of their actions. That's what a black project is. It's like a blank check from Satan where you can say, you're going to do this, and again, their deeds were done in darkness. Why? Because their deeds were evil. But it's almost like they're telegraphing this punch to you, saying, yeah, that we're, we want to do this, but we kind of want to start doing it a little more out in the open. I mean, what are chemtrails? <laughs> it's out in the open every day. Spraying us with poisons like cockroaches. Manipulating the weather. I mean, what is that? They're not jet contrails. Jet contrails dissipate within, you know, 30 to seconds to a minute or whatever. It depends on the temperature of the sky. But a chemtrail, you're literally laying down these pollutants in the upper atmosphere that billow and billow and billow out and eventually form into a hazy overcast sky. It's not natural. It's not normal. It's not some normal jet pattern. They're flying crisscross grids. That's not a normal jet fly path. It's pure evil is what it is. So that was my part in, in the actual study on the weather warfare modification. I wasn't even going to cover that, but it seemed very, very pertinent once I got to it that I, you know, to try to establish a firm foundation here in what we're talking about. Okay, so continuing with this report from Natural News, um, they say that Weather War 101, which is a a person on the internet that's been doing this for about 10 years that has talked about the subject at length and given a lot of proof on his theory. Weather War 101 took issue with some of the statements, evidently, that in this other report entitled Weather Wars Theorists Claim Hurricane Harvey Was Engineered Steer Toward Houston as Weather Terrorism. They took issue with some of the statements in an effort to get some statements corrected um, we are now in the process of inviting Weather War 101 for a full interview to cover everything they want to cover. I don't believe that's happened yet, but um, that should be interesting. This interview can be a written interview, an audio interview, or a video interview. It's their choice, and if they agree to this interview, we hope to ask them lots of questions that readers have been also asking us. As I said in the previous story, I'm no expert in weather modification, so my entire approach to this has been an open but skeptical mind. I'm not skeptical. I'm skeptical on a lot of some of the, the conflicting theories, obviously, because a lot. Well, some are saying, as you're going to see, some are saying that I think they're all agreeing on chemtrails being a major component in the weather modification scheme and system. They're, what they're not agreeing on is if it's harp related or if it's um, this Doppler. Uh, weather centers and and the weather war 101 you're going to see that's where they really they're putting their eggs into that basket big time i personally don't see why it couldn't be a combination of all of it the fact is is that it's happening we can debate on the actual specifics all day long and attack other people no it's not this and you're discredited and this and that which you're going to see some of that today 
because I'm really trying to give a broad perspective on this. But the fact is, is it's happening. You know, you look at what Harvey did when it, right before it came on shore, when it came on shore and then it went back out to sea, then it came back on shore. I mean, there's things that are happening that are totally not natural from a, from a meteorological perspective. <clears throat> Storms strengthening when they're on land. Hurricanes. That doesn't, that's not supposed to happen ever. But it can be done with these technologies as we will see. Uh, as I said, okay, so um, he goes on to say, if I made any factual errors in the previous story, those errors were entirely accidental. I'd love to get the entire record corrected and let Weather War 101 explain their theories about what's happening. And we're going to look at that. At the same time, as an active laboratory scientist, I will, of course, ask lots of skeptical questions. There does seem to be com compelling visual evidence that something very strange is happening with these storms. For example, look at the artificial cloud creation happening at the 540 mark of this new video that was just posted by Weather War 101. As the video clearly depicts, something is obviously adding a tremendous volume of vapor and clouds to the Harvey storm as it is strengthening, but it's doing it over land. Hurricanes don't strengthen over land. They strengthen over water, over warm water. They never strengthen over land. You don't ever see a hurricane going on land and then just turning into like a, going from a two to a three to a four. They don't do that. Unless there's considerable nefarious weather warfare technology being directed at the hurricane. Um, let me see here. I'm just going to go ahead and, and play this and describe to you what I'm seeing. Now you can play the clip and see for yourself okay so it says here and I, I i took it right i did the video so it started at the 5 uh 35 mark on saturday just before harvey was going to fall apart this happened meaning it had got on land it was supposed to do like every other hurricane ever has done in the history of mankind and fall apart once it gets on land or at least you know not strengthen it did and they're showing now the radar the actual radar of what happened to harvey okay and this is this would be a good one if you're if you're if there's anything i would say that you would want to watch during this presentation you might want to pause everything now click on this video and follow along with me it's, it's only like 10 or 15 seconds i believe that you would really need to watch um now what we're looking at is we're looking at harvey overland Okay, right now. And I mean, it's well on land. It's not out to sea. The eye of it is, I don't know how many miles inland, but it's its a good amount. Okay. Um, this should be the point when a hurricane would always start falling. Actually, once it hits land, this is already, it's already well on land. It's already still a hurricane, evidently. But the water vapor pattern is, I would say, about 90 eight percent green blue and yellow and aqua as far as it being red meaning the really really intense 
portions of the storm and the really intense portions where you're going to get the most rain it's very very little now this is after it had just come on land and um then we're going to look at it time lapse here now all of a sudden you're seeing this it's on the it's literally the part that's doing this is over land I could understand if, if, like, there was a big swath of it that was still out to sea. But we're talking about right now, if you look at a hurricane in the classical presentation of a hurricane, the vast majority of this thing's over land, okay? All of a sudden, and this occurs over land, and you're going to see where this occurs a little bit later. I don't want to give too much away. There is a gigantic red that literally goes to black i mean that means it's just like as intense as you could possibly get start part of it that looks like it just starts mushrooming and growing out and it's over land and it makes no sense whatsoever if you're looking at this from any kind of logical standpoint if you're looking at this and not understanding what geoengineering is and weather warfare this is using the weather as a weapon and again, we're going to be looking at all the different aspects of why they chose this area. It's just not one thing to do this at. So we're looking here. This thing is mushrooming and mushrooming and mushrooming and mushrooming. I mean, it's gigantic now. In other words, all of a sudden, Harvey, that was falling apart, all of a sudden, it got this big, gigantic infusion of jet fuel that repowered this thing over land and made the rainfall i mean it looks like it's it's right i think it's right over galveston where this is occurring and then going up to houston all that area was just absolutely targeted and it makes no sense whatsoever and then another part starts to mushroom out south of it which is almost a, another one of these you're going to see they're, they're called Nexrad Dopplers. A very, very powerful form of Doppler radar uh, that evidently they can use to um, fuel and generate these types of storms. So they're showing it now from a close-up again. It's very, very, very good footage. I mean, we're talking, it makes no sense at all. It's overland too. I mean, it mushrooms out so that some of it's offshore. It gets so big, but it, the initial part of it all takes place over land where you would never expect to see strengthening of a storm that was a hurricane that was well on land. And then all of a sudden it's just now just exploding again. No, no, this is evil. This is satanic technology they're using basically to do this that they've openly admitted to since the 70s. And had way, way before that, I'm sure. So, okay, and then on Sunday, okay, so let's take this further. On Sunday, again, this is a day later, just before Harvey was going to start to fall apart, this happened. Now, they mean, well, wasn't it supposed to fall apart Saturday? Yeah, but then it got this big, gigantic infusion of energy, of, of, um, that you can literally watch form on radar so a day later just before after after this fuel was running out that it had gotten okay 
this happened. So they show the radar again. Harvey's well on land at this point, even further than it was before. And we're looking, and now again, now what we're seeing here is um, Harvey is almost all at this point. Blue, green, yellow, there's just a very, very tiny amount of red. Very, very tiny. I'd say 99% of what we're looking at with Harvey is all blue, green, yellow. The lighter colors, whereas the red and the orange and the black is where you see like this... Um, uh, the, the the intensification occurring so now all of a sudden we're starting to see another area over land again very very similar to where it happened the day before which will make sense once we get further into this another mushrooming effect again in the exact same area of this red and black and highly orange area again this is more jet fuel and I mean jet fuel, I'm, being, I'm using that as a, um, just a term to emphasize that it's like, I remember when I was a kid, um, there was this place in my hometown where they would go out and race cars. And what a lot of the guys would do if they had like a hot rod car is they would go to the airport and they would get that airplane gasoline in their car because it was very, very, very high octane. Okay, car ran better, it was faster. That's the reason they did it. Okay, that's what I—that's the the uh, parallel that I'm talking about here, that we're looking at. This is essentially like injecting jet fuel into this system to keep it going. And it happened about a day later, and and it's funny because. The same place you saw it happen the day before, where all this red started to billow out and billow and red and black and this unbelievable intensification. Now, this is after this hurricane's been on shore for like, you know, a long time now. There's no way that this thing shouldn't have been just done a long time before. Now, all of a sudden, here we see the second wave of fueling going on for no apparent good reason in, in any kind of logical terms seen it again i mean and yeah it's a huge area again another refueling of harvey gigantic red and black area it's it's basically to the the, the area that it's at is is uh mostly over land but it's even going out some into the sea it's all connected okay and it's to the Basically, the area of the intensification again was, was over Gal. It looks like it's over Galveston, um, but it's basically to the east, northeast area where you're seeing this intensification. Uh, and then, then it goes on to say these in place circular sudden bursts of water vapor. And I believe this is where we're seeing this red and black intensification are what they call rapid evaporation centers. We're going to look at that more later. Um, she's going to—I don't know if it's a he or she. Uh, the guy doing the video—I can't tell. I think it's a guy, but um, and then it goes on to say, my longtime viewers know the difference between natural slow evaporation and man-made rapid evaporation. So what they were doing 
is they were refueling Harvey and a lot of where they had to get the fuel from was offshore. So they were targeting the water in the Gulf offshore and in the Galveston area, which is right on the shore, in order to bring this rapid evaporation from the, from the sea and get it back into the hurricane because that's, that's like a fuel for the hurricane. Okay. Uh, okay, then they go into another video. Okay, so again, you can watch the whole video. It's, it's a whole 30-minute long video. I just played a clip there, and I, I could only describe it visually, but I give you the link here. Now, um, going back to this report, there are countless ways to see Harvey is not Mother Nature, but watching it disappear and re refuel with massive water vapor bursts three days in a row at exactly the same time of day and from exactly the same areas, Galveston basically is one of the, and then below it, proves beyond any reasonable doubt that this catastrophe is entirely man-made. Now, this is the caption below the Weather War 101, the, the person on the internet that's putting these videos out. This was the caption. So I actually didn't return to the main article yet. This is what they were using as a uh, as a um, a descriptor of what was covered in this video. They go on to say, "I knew that if I would be able to show four days of exactly the same refueling process, if I waited until this morning." But after 16 straight hours of work on this video and six hours to render it, I was simply too exhausted to wait. I needed to get this video posted. In other words, he was probably going to be able to show even more of this, more of the same refueling. More than that, it irrefutably illustrates that not only is this man-made, the inflicted misery is far beyond intentional. Even after the first night of Harvey's landfall, the complete destruction of Rockport and two feet of flooding in Houston... The perpetuators were far from satisfied with the devastation they had caused. If the perpetuators had any semblance of mercy or human decency, they simply would have allowed Harvey to dissipate as it was already doing, meaning when it went on shore, it was doing what all hurricanes do. If you ever watch any normal hurricane, when it gets on shore, it starts to weaken. It does not start to strengthen. And it sure doesn't get on shore weaken, and then all of a sudden you know, get this gigantic infusion of energy out of literally nowhere and then all of a sudden refuel it for another day and then the same thing happens the next day and then the next day. It doesn't happen, ever. I mean, one day you could say, well, maybe it was some kind of weird act of God, but it's like three days in a row this happened. No, this is done on purpose by design. And again, we're going to get more to the reasons of all this at the very end. I mean, obviously, we figured out some of them, and I've kind of alluded to some of the reasons already, but it, it there's a lot of things going on here. Okay, so, uh, if, if the perpetuators had any semblance of mercy or human decency, they simply would have allowed Harvey to dissipate as it was already doing, illustrated in the first satellite series in the video, and allowed the victims of the disaster to begin trying to recover on their lives. Instead, they deliberately refueled the storm system with massive on-land water vapor generation illustrated and proven by the telltale raid evaporation bursts, which are uncontestably man-made. Now, you would have to watch some of 
their videos to understand all the things I'm talking about here. We're going to get, I'm, I'm going to let this person talk some later. Uh, but I've watched a lot of the videos at this point, and it's very, very compelling. I mean, I can't really deny it or argue with it. Um, this caused the worst night of flooding in Houston for the entire event. If the perpetuators had any semblance of mercy or human decency, they simply would have allowed Harvey, or Harvey to dissipate on the second night, as it was already doing again, illustrated in the second satellite series in the video. I already went over that. This allowed the twice victimized community some this would have allowed the twice victimized community some relief of their nightmare instead they deliberately refueled the storm for a second time with this massive on land water vapor generation as well as a massive water vapor generation streaming from the rapid evaporation fire hose in the gulf meaning it was pulling um evaporated water off the gulf okay into the storm which was acting as its fuel as is always the case, the streaming, and again, this is done through weather warfare. This is done through um, these NEXRAD Doppler radars. This is done, this is facilitated through chemtrails. Some people would say HARP has something to do with this. You know, who knows all the, all the technologies. To me, all the technologies that they're using to do this, yeah, it's important. But what's more important is that people are aware of this. Not only from an educational standpoint, but that the body of Christ is aware of it so they can pray against it. God, none of these technologies are going to baffle God. None of these technologies are going to be like, well, God's going to be like, oh, well, I can't deal with that. It's too advanced. You know, give me a break. He created the universe. The point is, is if a Christian knows about it and he's praying about it, then the hand of God can move to destroy this wickedness, if it be his will. You know, I don't know from that standpoint, from the standpoint of, you know, America being under God's judgment, America having, you know, all the millions and millions of aborted babies, all the innocent blood crying out from the land, the, the, all the other things that are defiling the land. So, could this be just the beginning of God's judgment on this land? I mean, not to say there's not other things that haven't happened. Uh that's why jesus christ prayed in the garden of gethsemane nevertheless not my will but thine be done lord so that's a good example going further if the perpetuators had any semblance of mercy or human decency they simply would have allowed harvey to dissipate on the third night as it was already doing but did but not only did they not want it to end? They wanted to re-strengthen it again. Although I didn't have time to include it, and I certainly have satellite imagery to prove it, they gently pushed Harvey back out to the Gulf using a series of generated gravity waves, giving the all-but-collapse rotation an opportunity to survive and strengthen. Hurricane doesn't stay, you know, I don't even care if it goes offshore and comes back. You don't have a hurricane staying in one spot for multiple days on end and continually restrengthening over and over. Just it never, ever, ever happens. But we're supposed to believe in this instance it was just, you know, an act of God or whatever. 
So they gently pushed Harvey back out into the gulf using a series of generated gravity waves, giving him the all but collapse rotation an opportunity to survive and strengthen. Why? Because it got to the point where they couldn't keep restrengthening it over land no matter what technology they were using. So they had to push it back out in the gulf, get it over warm water again to actually restrengthen it. Because it was, you just can only maintain this stuff so long, even with their advanced satanic technology unsurprisingly hopefully you're beginning to see the pattern they once again simultaneously refueled the storm with a massive on land and gulf fire hose water vapor generation for the fourth straight night of unimaginable suffering for the people of houston and eastern texas on and on it goes exactly the same refueling process happened last night and exactly the same refueling process will happen again tonight now i'm not sure at the time of this writing but I'm sure you're getting the gist of it. As Harvey is now making its third landfall, this time in Louisiana, uncoincidentally on the anniversary of the Katrina landfall. I remember when Katrina made landfall. I did a big study on that. And I remember that night. It was very late at night. And I remember that Katrina was, I, I don't even know, but man, right before it hit land, it just, it went up to one of the, biggest uh as far as miles per hour goes hurricanes that had ever ever struck and it in the the, the strengthening process of katrina i'm not saying it wasn't strong but they literally whatever they did with this nexrad doppler uh, uh technology in or harp or whatever they really 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 pumped energy into that thing at the very last one to two hours if you look at right before katrina hit land you you look at the last five hours before it hit land no it's not even five i think it's like the last two to three man did it strengthen right before it hit and it was like in the middle of the night not normally a time where you're gonna have a lot of heat generation and things of that nature some massive strengthening of a storm that was that was 100 percent by design weather warfare as well um so the perpetuator is still intended to cause as much death destruction and suffering to the people of this country well the devil comes to kill steal and destroy so this has his hoof prints all over it as they uh known know for a fact they will not stop fueling this system until conditions make it no longer possible if human suffering is a factor at all it can only be interpreted as a desired outcome okay so now let's go back to michael the um mike adams report the video says that without this augmentation hurricane harvey would have fallen apart on its own would have fallen apart on its own the first night like all normal hurricanes do once it goes into land it doesn't strengthen that never happens how, have you ever seen a category five in like missouri how many of you how many of those have you seen or a category four how about a category two how about a category one how about a tropical storm? I doubt that's ever even happened. Why? Because by the time it got to Missouri, if it could even get there, okay, it would have broken up so bad to the point where it wouldn't even be a depression. It'd be some storm system. Most likely. You're not going to have a hurricane getting in to like the interior states because it would have been already broken. This thing had been over land this massive amount of time 
But they didn't want to get too far in land because they knew that it would, you know, get it too far in land because we can only do so much with this weather warfare stuff. We, we want to have it close enough to the shore. We can move it back out, refuel it, and bring it back. And we got all our other technologies there that are refueling. And then we got the chemtrails that we're spraying around to coordinate in. We're going to look at that in depth. And from a listener who sent me actual pictures of what's actually going on, unbelievable the wickedness that goes on on this planet hurricane harvey would have fallen apart on its own without the augmentation it was the augmentation we're told that added strength to the hurricane and turned it into a weapon the video does appear to show many examples of what they call rapid evaporation that seems to be adding significant water vapor to the storm system According to Weather War 101, the 50 inches of rain that devastated the region were at least partially augmented in a deliberate effort to worsen and weaponize the storm. Now again, we're back to what Mike, Mike Adams is saying. We already know that in the 1940s, scientists harnessed the power of the atom, of the atom to turn high-density elements into weapons of mass destruction. It's called the atomic bomb. We also know that weather control and modification technology does exist that's been widely documented and even covered in media reports such as the rain-generated technology near Dubai. They create rain in Dubai. It's, well, I mean, look at, all the, look at all the stuff that I just quoted from our, our highest levels of government and military. What they openly admitted to back in the 70s. Treaties and, and, and Senate and House committee meetings. and It was well-known. Well-known. And well-known that it could be used as a weapon. And I'm sure the wicked, nefarious elements of, of, of our government and other governments around the world would never, ever in a million years even think about doing something like that to bring, to bring forth Satan's agenda and to kill, steal, and destroy and to cause misery. Never. Never. Satan has scruples. Remember that. There's certain lines even Satan won't cross. Yeah, right. There's no line that devil won't cross or his minions, or his fallen angels, or the devils and demons below him. There's no line they will not cross. They love death. They love destruction. And they love it even more when they can use it to bring about Satan's agenda for planet Earth. That's what this is all about. This is a really big picture study, and we're really going to get to the big picture more toward the end. So, going further... We also know that Hurricane Harvey exhibited some highly unusual tracking behavior, such as heading inland at high speed, stalling, reversing course, then hanging out at precisely the worst location to allow a catastrophic downpour over Houston for days on end. Yeah, that always happens. Goes in, goes in real quick. Why would it be beneficial that it went in real quick? Well, the quicker they can get it in, knowing that the farther it goes inland, the more it's going to lose strength but if they can really ram it in there quick <coughs> the hurricane's not going to have as much time to dissipate strength and then they're adding their extra uh strengthening and fueling process in with this well, all the technologies they're using we're going to get into that more later then it stalls and then it reverses course then it goes back out over the gulf at some point to refuel and then it hangs out over the worst location it could, Houston, 
It's like Houston's like one of the top five uh, population in in America. Good old Joel Osteen, Osteen or whatever, Smiley Joel, Joel or he uh, he refused to open his doors. Did you see that one? And they finally, I think, I think they finally shamed. Him. He was probably thinking, well, I, I don't want those people coming in here and soiling my my chairs. Now that's all I could really think. That satanic devil. He had one of the you know largest mega structures in Houston, and he refused and was wasn't just one or two it was like the only reason i think he did if he did at all because i really didn't get the lowdown what happened would just have been purely because he was losing all kind of people i believe from his congregation that thought he was actually a christian you know but um yeah that was a big story for a while then let's go forward here people like and again you don't believe that just key in his name in my search box i did a whole teaching on him years ago i mean that guy is Straight from the pit of hell. Lukewarm, tickle your ears, devil. Uh, people like Weather War 101 and Dane Wigington at Geoengineering Watch seem to be offering increasingly compelling pieces of evidence that support their claims. Now, I will say this though. As you're going to see, Weather War 101 and Dane Wigington at Geoengineering Watch are at odds on what they believe is actually the source of this. Dane Wigington believes it's more harp related. I believe, and then so does Dabu 7 or whatever. And then I believe that Weather War 101 believes it's these next generations. And I, the more compelling evidence, I think, is from Weather War 101, that person. Because, um, well, you'll see. You'll see. But again, to me, it's not so much what is the source. The, the point is, is that it's happening the point is, is that they're using this technology for wickedness. Maybe they could use it for good. They probably could because remember, when the China Lake Digest that I talked about, you could use it for hurricane abatement. So you can use this technology. Okay, let's say we got a cat three or whatever coming on shore. Can we abate it? You know, can we start taking it down to category two, category one, tropical storm? Okay, that would be using the technology for good. So I shouldn't call it satanic necessarily because it sounds like it could be used for good. You could use it for fog abatement. Had that in the China Lake Digest. You could use it for drought relief. You could create rain. You could, you could actually have an area, let's say an area was flooded, you could probably use it to stop more rain from falling. In that regard, you could use it for good. But they're choosing to use it for evil because they're wicked. And they can't help themselves because they're just pure wicked. So um, we're inviting Weather War 101 for an interview to tell a story and share what he knows. I guess it's a guy. Um, that's cool. We'll share the interview with you so that you can decide whether you think his theories have merit or not. In the meantime, here's another video from Dane Wigginton of Gen Geoengineering Watch called Engineered Climate Cataclysm. We're also open to interviewing Wigginton if he wants to join us for a chat. Now, none of these people are saved. None, they're all coming this from a uh, secular perspective, and they've all pretty much bought into the whole global warming thing, which I don't buy into. I don't. Okay? I'm sorry. I've seen too many things debunking it. Climate change? Geoengineering? I got no problem with any of that. You know what I mean? I got no problem with that. But a lot of the sources they're citing 
for saying the world's heating up are these fake, false, phony, contrived sources like from, you know, people sponsored like George Soros and in the United Nations and things of this nature. I wouldn't use any of those statistics to actually bolster what I'm telling you, you know. But it's undeniable that they're using these technologies for wickedness, for evil, and to create, just in this particular case, massive superstorms. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and, and let, just, I'm going to play this, uh, just a real brief clip here, and then we will go to uh, part two. locking Harvey in place because the forecasters are reading a script of the scheduled weather given to them by geoengineering contractors like Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. Raytheon does all the forecast mapping for the National Weather Service, NWS, and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA. Lockheed Martin does the same type of modeling for the FAA. We have. I'm sorry, my, I'm, I'm hitting the pause button. It's happening like nine seconds later. Um, new laptop. I'm trying to get used to it um he brings up a good point there raytheon's doing all these forecast that's, that's like saying these are wicked evil companies raytheon i could do a whole study on how wicked they are okay i i've, I've talked about them before just key them in in the keyword search box wicked and they're the ones doing the meteorological forecast that the like the people like the weather channel and the local forecaster i mean that's really letting the fox guard Guard the hen house here. So he brings up a good point. The Fox is running the hen house. Private defense contractors doing all the modeling for government agencies. The forecast track and behavior for Harvey was beyond unprecedented. Again, how could forecasters know so far in advance? Because Harvey's behavior was not an act of nature. It was manipulation with patented climate engineering technologies. The bizarre track of Hurricane Harvey is a glaring red flag to signal climate engineering, geoengineering operations. Why is the climate science community silent about this? The illegal federal gag order on all National Weather Service and all NOAA employees is the answer. The gag order is on top of the fact that government scientists have no First Amendment rights to begin with. Why would our government and other... So in other words, and he's putting documents up here as he's going there, these people have no if they know about this stuff they they got to just keep their mouth shut anybody that's working in the weather and the, the meteorologists and things like this they've just a huge gag order across the board this is why you would never ever hear this on the six o'clock weather report or national weather reports and things of this nature there's a gigantic gag order they want to keep all this under wraps why because their deeds are evil and they don't want them brought to light just like the bible verse i talked about at the start so that's what we're dealing with here create such weather disasters in our own country this is where dichotomous this or that thinking must be abandoned there's many agendas being carried out at this dark hour in human history this fact must always be considered and remembered solar radiation management is one primary stated objective of climate engineering the combination satellite radar map shown here is very revealing 
Massive atmospheric aerosol dispersions in conjunction with radio frequency microwave transmission grids are used to broadcast the atmospheric moisture created by... Okay, so the sp chemtrail spraying in association with the, with the electronic microwave interference that we're going to be looking at more. And I'm not sure if he's attributing that all to HARP or whether he's given any credence to the next rad Dopplers. I don't know exactly where he's at on that. But it's basically... It's basically coming to the same conclusion that Weather War 101's coming to. The two main aspects are these, these um, the chemtrails and then the, the uh, whatever their, uh, other things they're doing with like the Dopplers, uh, these Nexrite generators, uh, um, HARP, things of that nature. And there, there's, there's probably other stuff going on too. Harvey, into the widest possible region of cloud cover. The brighter the white of the cloud cover shown in the combination map here, the more heavily aerosolized it is. The expanse of rainless canopied area surrounding Harvey as it made landfall is immense. The convective zones of precipitation around Florida are also being heavily sprayed with climate engineering aerosol. Okay. What's threatening Florida right now? Irma. I mean, the way the forecast track just shifted... It looks like it's going to come, I mean, it could potentially come right up through the bottom of Florida. You know, or some derivation of that track. Before it was like, no, it was going to turn north before it got to Florida. Now, it's going to like make a right turn at Cuba and go straight up. The way Now, granted, a lot can happen between now and Friday. Okay, and that's, I'm recording this on a Monday and, and obviously, you know, who knows? The reason I wanted to get this out here is that people would start praying about this, that God would you know, could be his will that he'd either steered out to sea or that it would fall apart. I think there's more of a likelihood, though, that, you know, from a prayer standpoint of God steered it out to sea, you know, rather than, you know, I mean, the can of God could do it. I mean, he could, he could just take it and reduce it to nothing or just re reduce it to a depression or something like that, whatever his will is. But if there's no prayer going up about it, chances are nothing's going to happen. Is, is the way that things typically happen biblically in the Bible. How will Hurricane Harvey impact temperatures in the U.S.? How will this massive atmospheric water pump help to cool the most populated zones of the U.S.? The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration departure from normal high temperature map forecast map shown here for September 4th to September 10th is revealing. The extreme temperature imbalances shown are meteorologically and historically unprecedented. Prior to the recent years in which global climate engineering operations have been an increasingly major influence, geoengineering programs and processes are completely derailing all of Earth's climate and life support systems. So he's showing a map of, I guess, for temperature outlook. 8 to 14 day, valid from September 4th to September 10th, which is basically, this is the 4th today, and it's September 10th, and, and how they're unprecedented, and how this is affecting the temperature across the nation. So, um, that was Dane Wigington, okay, and let's go ahead and close this part of the interview out, part 1, and then I will go to part 2 next, and continue with this conversation because there's a lot more to cover here so god bless you and we will see you in part two